Welcome to 77 Minutes, a Dallas Mavericks podcast, part of the Athletic Podcast Network, the only Mavericks podcast that has Dave Dufour. I'm Tim Cato. I write and talk about the Mavericks. You're not here to listen to me. You're here to talk <laughs> to the sweet, sultry, baritone voice of Dave Dufour, who I think I just heard laugh a little bit. Uh, sweet and sultry. Mm-hmm. Sweet and sultry. Am I wrong? Sultry. I, I where where sultry. have I sultry told is, a lie? Yeah. Sultry is a little... I don't know. Velvety, I, I prefer. You know, you're you're sweet in like a like a sweet sour sauce. You know, like a yeah, artificially sweet. No. You've no, got a lot that... of MSG in you. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. I'm I am. The the science is out whether I'm bad for your health or not. Let's just go that far. <laughs> you know, we'll just say that. I think the science uh, demonstra- demonstratively has proven that Luka Doncic is good for your <laughs> basketball team. I don't yeah, think when... there's any doubt about that. Um, you know, this dude, once again, you know, he's just out here scoring 38 points on a Monday night. The Mavericks just beat the Thunder 121-114. And here we are. You know, they're back over 500. It's been, let's just say the last two games that before this one, not great. We're just going to talk about the Thunder game. We'll talk a little bit about trends that we've seen. Um, in fact, it's been a few weeks since you've been on this podcast. and. We've talked a lot about three-point variants. We've talked a lot about the roster outside of Luka. We've talked about uh, how the defense looks better when they're making shots. Uh, in fact, they're second in the league, I saw today, um, mm-hmm. after a made shot. Um, and, like, it matches the eye about what they, Yeah, yeah. We you don't know? talk about what they are after, after, a, uh, after a missed shot. But um, this team's kind of coming together, and yet also it's not making us think it's anything it's not you know this is not a title contender this is not a team that is going to stop having bad losses this is a team that is very reliant on role players making threes more so than ever before this is not a team that is playing more minutes to christian wood that is giving anything other than cameo minutes to Jaden hardy not saying that they should be but it's basically the same exact team We've seen in Dallas for going on four years now. And now there's no Jalen Brunson. You know, there's no Chris Stapps Porzingis from a few years ago. But it's the same team. We know exactly what this team is. It's gone back to this exact style of play and style of results that we're accustomed to. In a weird way, as weird as the season has been, it almost feels like there's no surprises left. They're going to be fine ish not as good as last year i don't think but they're going to be fine-ish and then they're going to lose in the playoffs and then it it, it does how, how do you well, you know how yeah you're going to lose in what the is playoffs, intriguing okay. what is intriguing to you that does not make this season play out just the way the past few seasons have played out <laughs> nothing and, and as a matter of fact <laughs> like i mean even in this game where i think we could we could say the starting lineup i mean they were amazing in this game um, Christian Wood and Luka Doncic minutes were not good. This game, you know, um, that's that's something that 
that immediately makes me think, oh shit, they're gonna they're gonna struggle in the playoffs because Christian Wood is a guy who theoretically should be the guy you're going to in the playoffs. Like hopefully you're getting to that point, but I don't know. It's still looking kind of rough. But no, I mean, played twenty minutes on Monday. Yeah, that's not a lot of minutes for somebody that you're committed to being part of your future success. All right, crazy thought here because I know, like, I I I don't know, is Jason Kidd right? I mean, is that part of this? Me and Austin have talked about this, and look, I don't, I don't know. I, I get both sides. I really do. Um, I think that there is so clearly an immensely talented basketball player within Christian Wood that to some degree has been limited by Jason Kidd. But I keep coming back to this idea that I don't know if he's a third or fourth option. Like, like the way he's being used right now, I don't think is the right way to use him. Agre- I agree but, with that. But amplifying him to the second option next to Luka Doncic is not getting this team anywhere. You are not winning a title with Christian Wood as your second best player. Yeah. And so what do you do? They're not using him right as a third or fourth option, but they can't elevate him. Like, I'm happy. Tweet at me, DM me. Talk to me if you are a believer that Christian Wood at age 27, seventh NBA season, is going to become a bona fide number two option on a title contending team. I don't think that he's been treated completely fairly. Feels, but feels like a his, safe bet. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, it, it, we're, not, we're not going super far out there. And, and we are also saying that it's really hard to be the second best player next to Luka Doncic on a title winning team, you know, like one player who would look great. Shake Gill just out right across. Yeah. I was going to say right across the court. I mean, oh my God, what he a crazy good. game he had. I mean, 13 of 13 from the three point line or from the free throw line. Excuse me. Yeah. Three point line would have been crazy. Uh, 42 points. And with the sort of defense that he plays, um, you know, you, I just watch him and over the years, like his patience, that was one of the things he kind of came in the league with. And, and now you see him, tying it all together this season and, and doing it two ways. And it's like you watch him get to the paint. Now, granted, it's against the Mavericks. They, they can let you get into the paint. But you watch him get into the paint and make decisions, not just have to shoot. He's able to make decisions from there and then relocate. Yeah, I mean, he, he would be a great second option slash, you know, co-star, really. I mean, those two guys, that's – you're going to the conference finals if those were your if that was your backcourt. Okay, so we're talking about this now. What what qualities make up the player that needs to be the second best player next to Luca? Well, you got to be able to break down a defense, right? Like that that's the thing is like Luca cannot do I mean his advantage is created. I saw this stat SIS hoops put it out and it's it's absurd. He he's doing way too much. It's too much on one guy. You need the Jalen Brunson guy. I mean, this is, you know, we, we saw it all last season, and, and it does help. But also the defense. You know, that defense up front matters. And, and by the way, Tim Hardaway, I thought, had a really nice game. I mean, he hit a lot of threes. But Shea Gildas-Alexander's defense, I mean, it's leaps and bounds ahead of Tim Hardaway Jr. I mean, someone like that, I mean, that's, of course, you know, pie in the sky. That's perfect. Although, I, you know, is Shea Gildas-Alexander available at some point? So, you know, so you say break down the year, defense. Probably. Do you, 
Yeah, d- d- does it have to be a, a guard? Does it have to be somebody who breaks down defenses with the dribble? I mean, obviously, I don't think anybody would doubt that Giannis would fit here perfectly. Right, and Giannis, right, right. Yeah, and like he's breaking down defenses in a in a fundamentally different way, but he is breaking them down. He's he's forcing them to move and shift and account for him in ways yeah. that, um, you know, nobody on the Mavericks does, and you know, in a way that would obviously benefit Luca. Giannis isn't realistic. We're not actually talking about this um, in terms of him being in Dallas, but we are just talking about like like what what do you see next to him? And yeah, I mean, it, I, I do a- think. It's a garden like, wing league, right? Like, so, you know, right. I, the, the terms are interchangeable. You need a play initiator. Would Jalen um, Brown be good enough? I, he's not leaving Boston, but like, no, but J- like, there's a, there's a slightly bigger chance Jalen Brown ended up in Dallas. That's in some way right. in the next few years than Giannis did. Yeah. Him. Yeah. Jalen Brown. Um, I mean, Bogdan Bogdanovich uh, w- would be nice next to Luca. I think, you know, yeah, we're not saying second star, but like, no, 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 but just a sort of complimentary guy that, that you could use. I mean, like Spencer Dinwiddie well, they, and they didn't is pursue a decent the example. They pursued JaVale McGee. Yeah. I'm not saying with certainty that they could have got Bogdanovich mm-hmm. had they tried, but I do know they did not try, and I do know that you know the marquee signing played zero minutes. Kevin Herter was available. Yeah, yeah. He I mean, there's, he would have been nice, and he's young, right? Like, so... Timeline wise, you're, you're a younger, a better Tim Hardaway Jr. is essentially the idea with Herder. I mean, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see, I, I mean, look, Her- big... Herder isn't moving the needle for me personally. Okay. I mean, he's a good, he's a nice player. He's well, not, I mean, yeah, he's, he's not a good a... player. I'm just saying, yeah. like, he's a solid they... fourth starter on a good team, I think. I guess what I'm saying is that they have some players a bit like Herder. Obviously, nobody's shooting as well as him. Mm-hmm. I, I think with this team, this team is not missing more three point shooting. They would be better with better three-point shooting. But what I think they're missing is the on-ball shot creation, the tertiary playmaking, all this stuff. We, I mean, we've been saying it for weeks and months, but I think this team is just so limited to what Doncic does for them. And unless you get the best three-point shooters ever, and unless you become Zach really... Levine? Is he gettable? I don't, I don't know I'm sorry to you interrupt your... Stream of consciousness yeah. there, but as you're listing off all these things, all these positive attributes, doesn't have the defense. Well, you said it earlier. Yeah, I was gonna say you said defense earlier, and I think I think Luca's defense is okay to sometimes good. Yeah, is inconsistent. Obviously, you know a lot. A lot of his problem is a moment where he thought he got fouled and laid on the court and didn't cross half court. Like that matters. That adds up. Um, you know, some of it is not like like yeah when he's trying when he's locked in. He's pretty good. He's, yeah. He will stop <laughs> Ab- you. Absolutely, yeah. But, you know, a big part of defense is the, is the effort, is the trying. Um, you know, and, like, that is still inconsistent for him. Obviously, if he was on a better team, you know, if he had a better second star, if Mavericks were consistently winning more games, I'm sure that we would see him more locked in Luka more often. I, I'm not sure that you can take a player like Levine and all of a sudden have two of these players... Um, right. Where you're like looking for buy-in on a nightly basis. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think, yeah. You're, unless you're, you reorientate right the right. roster, which again, this team is not done. This is the same team. This is the same, you know, cursing team. I don't, I can't like, sometimes I cuss. It's on this tough. Podcast. It's tough. It's you know what, man? It's I'm tough when you look Sorry. at. I've covered this team at... for, for, as a beat writer for four years, I'm allowed to curse that it's the same players, even though they're all very nice, lovely yes, people. I'm just like, it are. is crazy. And good players. How much. This is the exact team. Yeah. 
But when you look yeah. at Memphis and you look at New Orleans, it is tough. And do you yeah. the the biggest problem that the Mavs had is that Luca was too good too fast. Too good too fast. They and they didn't I mean he played, right? Like he was good. And they were like quasi competitive. You know, like that actually set them back. I mean, Cade Cunningham is gonna miss the rest of the season. The Pistons are gonna stink, right? They they stunk last year, they're gonna stink this year. Right. They're probably gonna stink next year. Right? Think about all the, the draft capital and the young players you get. Memphis stunk for a couple of years. Also, their front office did a really great job of drafting in every single spot they drafted. I mean, they got Desmond Bain at the back end of the first round, right? Like, you know, great job done by I by know Memphis. NBA consensus was that Desmond Bain was always going later in the first round. I, I had him second. Stand by, yeah, I stand by you had second in the entire draft? I, I wanted, I said the Warriors should just, you know what? Just take Bain two and just let him be Clay Thompson because Clay Thompson was out. Like, let My it be Clay Thompson, man. and if you stink, you stink. But Desmond Bain is a, would have been a perfect warrior. Or you trade back, and and you you take Bain I mean, that, or you take yeah, Halliburton. That, that, that's that's what you're really could, saying. There's a but, yeah. there's a way in which they could have had Halliburton and and Desmond Bain. But that was my thing for the Warriors. But neither here nor there. But they've done well. New Orleans, obviously. I mean, you get Zion. You know, they, they made a great trade to get C.J. McCollum. That put them over the top. Brandon Ingram's gotten better. They've got internal improvement. But when, when you look at Dallas, it's like, oh, man, Dwight Powell's still there. Max is still there. Played 15 minutes. He played Jordan only Smith five is actually, fewer minutes than Christian can't Wood. can't lose him, you know. Yeah. Tim Hardaway's still there. Tim Hardaway, the only piece from, from the Porzingis trade, still still there. But still there. So I haven't... um. I've been podcast since uh, last week, late last week. Um, did you did you watch any of the Milwaukee game, the Dallas Milwaukee game, or the Dallas Chicago game? Um, well, the, the Dallas Chicago game. Come on, I did not. No, of course I didn't watch. I, it. I would not ask you to subject yourself to that. The, the The takeaway from that game was that maybe they should start looking at Jaden Hardy minutes at some point when they feel oh, yeah. it's and it's 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 not it's not when it's best for his development per se if if right now they're operating as a team that just went to the conference finals it is time to stop you can only be the conference finalist so long and they have had too many bad losses to continue acting like a conference finalist they need to be acting like a team that make that is developing players for the future when they're going to try to contend for titles and a team that is trying to make the top six seed, but also understanding of, you know, kind of the future focus that they should have. If this team is a conference finalist, yeah, you shouldn't play Jen Hardy. You should get him a lot of minutes in the G League. They're right. not that anymore. They are not that. And playing a rookie who doesn't help you win, if it develops him further for the future, and I'm not saying, you know, maybe the G League is the right place for him to develop, Development's a really hard thing. Nobody has a correct answer. Oh, I but, think it's both. The G League is a great both. place for him. Yeah, but they yeah, should be. I, I think, I think yeah, he needs with, to get a lot more page. G League minutes. I'm, I am mm-hmm. not advocating for him to go into the lineup, go into the rotation, and stay there for the rest of the season. I don't think that would be good for him. But the idea that he can only, you know, he can only get minutes when you know, Luca has to sit out a game for rest, 
Uh, I don't think the Mavericks can operate like that because I do think they need to be a lot more future focused. But besides that, the takeaway from the Chicago game was that the the team cannot function without Luka, and that if he yeah. were to go down, and it, but you we know, knew back that back implications. We yeah, knew we knew that back knew to back. That. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I don't like the 144 points, even though it was a back to back. But it was a back to back, and the Friday night game and was, was against Milwaukee. It was that's a 22 hard. hour. It was a 22 hour back. Yeah. Uh, back to back. So the Saturday the game turnaround. I throw that away for the most part. Except for Jaden Hardy. I'll pause the Jaden Hardy stuff. The Milwaukee, the Milwaukee loss, I kind of toss Uh, as well. This is, no, well, the loss, I don't care. Milwaukee is really good. The fact Um, that they outplayed Milwaukee for most of that game and lost because they missed free throws. That happens. I have two things to say about that. That's basketball, man. The team shot, I think, 44%. I'm recalling. I don't have, I don't don't need to. It prompted me to look up my high school free throw shooting stats. I was a 72%, uh, 73. I was a 73% shooter my senior year of high school. So for one game, I shot better for an entire season than the Mavericks did. Uh, somebody, me and, me and some friends were riffing. I'm sorry. You're not going to shoot below 50%. And like, yes, this is not a good free throw shooting team, mostly because they're playing a lot of minutes, giving a lot of shots to players who don't shoot free throw as well. Luca and Christian Wood. Christian Wood has never shot free throw as well. Luca has been slightly better than Christian Wood, but not much better. Like, you're just going to be a bad free throw shooting team. But there's nothing about that game that makes me think, like, that's a total aberration. I do think this team is uniquely set up to have some aberrational games because we've seen it multiple times. Now, the last game against the Thunder, not Mondays, but the one before was the, um, again, off the top of my head, 14 points in four minutes. Um, was it more than that? 18 points? Um, oh, anyway, I, the, the, yeah, just complete collapse. And I think that we've seen enough that this team has so much three point variance that they don't get, you know, consistent two point shots that they're just going to fluctuate up and down at times. There's going to be some more bad losses. But to me, the more important takeaway from that Milwaukee game was the fact that the Mavericks looked as good as Milwaukee for most of that game and lost because, you know, from a fan perspective, yeah, absolutely brutal. You should be yelling and screaming and, you know, saying, you know, I shot better as a high school senior, which, you know, maybe you did as well. Like, I'm not a fan of this team. I'm not rooting for their success, but I would like to know what I did do better than them than that in that game. They, um, they've gone full. But, like, who, like, that's not going to happen again. No, we, no, 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 no. Right? No, I agree. I agree. I mean, that's, that's right? a, an aberration. But. So I like the defense. I like where the defense is heading, right? That's great. Um, it looked really good in Milwaukee but against Milwaukee. I still think, you know, just to have to rely so much, we know it's a make-or-miss league, but, man, you, you can't exist having to make 23s a night to win games. Like, that is just absurd. Now, of the four teams that average 40 or more, my arbitrary number for a lot of threes, because the Mavericks are third in the league for three-point attempts. Barely, right? They have the worst percentage. It's 35.8%, so they're not at the, the 36% threshold, which whatever. You're, but you're, you're you are speaking just things I've not shooting about, yeah. well enough. And then, again, like you mentioned, they get to the free throw line. They're the second worst free throw shooting team in the league. So there's, there's the shooting thing, right? So... If you don't hit shots one night and you also aren't going to make your free throws, guess what? You're probably going to lose, even with your good defense. Now, this is like 
what the the Bucks were dealing with. You, you remember the Bucks giving up so many threes defensively, and they would get beat on the nights where they didn't make their threes. And yeah. so I, I think if you're the Mavericks, it's kind of what you're dealing with. And you mentioned their defense being so good after makes. That's a big deal, right? So they're set that plays defense. into this, yeah, yeah, yeah. So so making shots, that's great. And then that uh, part of that is going to be energy, but also your defense gets a chance to get set. And you're getting beat on runouts on misses, and so that to me says their 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 defensive energy waxes and wanes based on whether they make or miss. So there is literally a psychological effect to those misses as well. They're hanging their yeah. heads. They're not getting back, and they're getting beat. There's a log- like almost a logical con- inconsistency to this team, right? In the sense that this team does play better when they make shots, but they have chosen to bank their entire offense around a shot that you're inherently going to miss less. Now it's going to be more rewarding. It actually might be the most efficient approach to this offense because they don't have a lot of other two-point shot creators. Like, I'm not saying that they're wrong to implement or duplicate the James Harden Rockets, who, for the record, is the only team that has a higher share of three-pointers attempted in league history than this current Mavericks team, which has, is taking, I have it right here, 49% of the field goals attempted are threes. Uh, the James Harden Rockets got over 50%, like 50.1, 50.2, But it does leave them open to runs like, they, like we saw in the first exactly, quarter of this exactly, game of exactly. that's, that's the That's the logical inconsistency, right? Yeah, is that so... If and, like you either you got to get your defense it's better, an avalanche. Or, it's an avalanche for yeah. them because it seems like when they miss, the, if they miss three or four shots in a row, it's I know they're going to miss eight. Basically, they just like they the quality of the looks go down a little so, bit. So what do you think they of this? Tight. Brian Damaris, Brian Damaris at D Magazine, um, Mike Mike Pellucci's one of Mike Pellucci's writers, um, has suggested and Damaris has been on this podcast. Uh, you guys know. He has suggested the Mavericks just completely lean in to being the James Harden Rockets. And to me, both the funniest way, but not completely crazy way, the Mavericks could lean into this. Can you guess? Start playing Davis Bertans 20 minutes a night. Play Davis Bertans. Ryan Anderson 2.0. If you really want to lean in and say, this is a team, that the best path to scoring for this team is just making threes and having a lot of shooting at all times on the court, accepting that this is not a team full of two-point shot creators. Play Davis Bertans. Are Jason Kidd and Mike D'Antoni buddies? Or? <laughs> I, I feel, like, I feel like, no. I feel like if you were like, you know, like <laughs> how you can get no. like your political orientation <laughs> on like a, on a, like a, you know, X and Y chart. Like, I feel like they're exact opposites. Yeah. On and the so basketball. I do not think that, in fact, in fact, I, I, I was going back and listening to some quotes um, that Jason Kidd was saying at Media Day. And he, would you believe it? He was talking a lot about how this team will not rely on threes. Um, he was even, rest, you know, like, I think that Jason Kidd has a level of pragmatism to him. Mm-hmm. Is that fair? Have you have you yeah. seen that? Like like oh in, no, in the no no I think the Christian Wood thing is a is an example of that right like he, right he, I don't think he likes Jason, uh, Christian Wood but he plays him 
Yeah, right? but I think that that's part of it. You know, you know? like even Jaden Hardy, right? Like who, who he said he didn't know how to use. He they made sure they got him up. He got him minutes, and you know, kind of let him do his thing. It didn't seem like he was trying to rein him in. You know what I mean? So here, can I read? Can I read some quotes? And we'll we'll end the podcast this <laughs> way. Uh, yeah. But I would love to hear you. So this is media day. These are the first the first quotes that Jason Kidd said about the Mavericks, and I tend to think that like especially quotes about how he wants the team to play have a level of honesty to him that you're going to lose later in the season. You know? Mm-hmm. You, you, like, you, like, when you're talking all about ide- like idealistic ways that you want your team to play on the opening day of the season, mm-hmm. I think that you're honest about it. Yeah, of course. We want to share the basketball. We want to, Jason we want to hustle. Quote. We want to play good defense. We want to set hard well, screens. Well, listen to this. You know? <laughs> it's great. I don't know if we're going to create 43s like we did in the playoffs. Because that's what we needed to do to win. But those shots were create themselves, especially with Luca and Spencer being the playmakers we are. And then he said, we also don't want to just rely on threes. That was something we had to do last year in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, but they yeah. don't want to rely just on threes. I, I think that that sounds, I mean, from a basketball coach, that's totally believable. And, but they I mean, have he to. Also, 54 three-point attempts tonight. He also said, with Christian Wood and JaVale McGee talking about defense, we feel like we have rim protection. Um, he also oh, said, man. Wood can start at times if the matchup is something that we want to look at. I guess the matchup being Luca not playing. Uh, the only start that Wood's had. Um, they also, this, this is so funny looking back on it. And again, I'm not, I'm not like even trying to make fun. Like everybody has no, ideas. No, there's nothing wrong with any. Of also, Javale McGee being able to punish the switch. We truly believe he can do that. Now, see, that was too far. That's just gassing your guy up, right? Like that's that's coaching 101. That's some Ted Lasso believe oh, shit. Oh boy. <laughs> they signed him so he could punish switches. Dave Dufour, tell me how many how many oh, threes man. has he shot this year? That's what I want. I think he took three in the Chicago game, and those were his first three of the season. Um, because Got I a, more pick and pops. That's what we need. Yeah, feel. You can punish the switch, man. All right. He actually we had some g- nice post moves. Yeah. Anyway, let's get we out. Gotta of here. Go. We gotta go. Close this was a fun show. episode. It was a yeah. fun. We gotta do more of these post games, Dave. It was a pleasure having you back on. We missed you a little bit the past few weeks. I uh, hope to have you on more. That's the plan. And listener, you're so lucky getting to hear Dave Dufour again. How fortunate you are. I wish I could listen to Dave Dufour's voice for the first time again. But This is Jason are. Kidd, uh, start of the season quotes again. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, Thanks y'all, for listening. We'll see you next. Uh, we'll see you later this week. I'm getting better at this. I keep saying next week. It's just like tuned into me. We'll see you later this week. I think we're going to do a little bit of a fan check-in. Get the pulse of the team. We'll see you then. Son of Slovenia, cool as hell. He scores the ball and he rebounds well. Don't fight the future. in heaven